Hi, welcome to the Lib Dem podcast. This is part two of our general election kind of debrief, where this time we're going to be talking about what happens next. And in this episode, Richard, that's what we're going to try and dissect. Exactly where we go, what happens to Labour and the Tories as best as we can, or, you know, we're only a few days after the election, so all sorts of craziness might happen. Um, if you want to follow Richard, please do on Twitter at, at Councillor Kemp. You can follow myself at, at John Potter LD. And you can follow all things to do with the Lib Dem pod at, at Lib Dem pod. Please subscribe to us, then you'll get these episodes as soon as they come out. Please like and share and share all the joy of Lib Demness to all your friends and family. Um, right, what happens next? Should we go with. Let's do it in reverse order. Let's start with Labour. So, because Labour is all over the news at the moment, just today we've started to get the first of the leadership hopefuls declare. So by the time this goes out, probably all of them will have. But we know Thornbury's in. We probably know Keir Starmer's going to be there, Lisa Nandy, Rebecca Longdaly, uh, and probably Jess Phillips, I would say, are probably the five we are looking at at the moment. Um, where does Labour go from here? God help them, I just thought, with that <laughs> yeah. lot. Uh, I think the problem is that you and I might have a preference for... One or more of those kinds. There's only one that I think is, is uh, would actually appeal to the British public, but I'm not going to say who it is, just in case the Labour Party come to their senses and choose that they want to have one. But what we do know is that none of those candidates appeal to much more than half the Labour mm. Party. And as we've discussed before, you and I disagreed on who our leader should be. Uh, and obviously that's one of the things we have to discuss later. Yeah, yeah, uh, but we had no problem with the one that did get yeah. elected. Yeah. Uh, we're liberals. We work within a band of principle uh, and, and a family spirit, which enables us to move leaders in an appropriate way and not feel uh, aggrieved by it. So I think the next four months, uh, I think they've said it's mid-March that yeah, they actually are going to be fairly bloody for the Labour Party, but probably even bloodier afterwards. Yeah, I, I, I see, part of me thinks it was such a jolt, having the worst election from since 1935. Like I said, radar and the biro pen weren't invented by the time they had an election this... Huh. I, I looked that up. I yes. that was quite good. <laughs> so, um, so will they, will they have jolted out the Corbyn? Has Corbynism going to lose its place in the Labour Party. And if I... I listened to Labour councillors in Preston, two, I listened to two of which having differing arguments about whether how where they should go from what... And one was just completely in denial about Corbynism had anything to do with any of the problems they had in this election. Yeah, it was us, wasn't it? Yeah, well, usually, yeah. It's always the Lib Dem fault. fault. Yeah. But I... And, and the, the Corbyn side of the party has such control... That I expect Le- Re- Rebecca, uh, I keep on calling her wrong, wrong daily. I keep yeah, on calling her that, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Long Bay. Um, she, she's just a continuation of what they've already had. But So I, how do they expect it to change? Because she's probably going to be one of the top two. Because Angela Rayner has said that she would want to be her deputy, along with Richard Bergen, has put forward to be deputy. How so many I people I became I, solicitors just, is beyond me. Yeah, you I probably would, yeah. only did conveyancing. Huh? Although convincing lawyers who listen to our <laughs> yeah. podcast, who how are many, wonderful how people. Many have we got I wouldn't buy a house without us uh, convincing. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, obviously, the more moderates is Keir Starmer. You're looking at, but he has a problem that he was very Remain leaning, and part of if if 
the Labour Party belief is that it was all about Brexit that lost them, which it wasn't. But if they believe that, like the Len McCluskey line at the moment saying it's because we, we went for a people's vote instead, then Keir Starmer's dead in the water. Yeah. You look For me personally, the, the, if I was a Tory, the people I'd worry about was Jess Phillips or David Lammy. I think either of those two would, prevent, would present real troubles for an Etonian Tory Prime Minister to go up against. Mm. But I don't think they'll pick either. Now, what about Lisa Nandy? Was she Lisa, a Liz before? Lisa Nandy's had a, a... Her grandfather was a Lib Dem, or a Liberal peer. Ah, OK. Mm. Well, she's, she was... She, she was a Remainer. She's a Remainer, yeah. but she was also one that about... I don't know if she was about respecting the, the vote kind of Labour after the referendum, but she certainly had a lot of media attention since the election about this, you know... Wigan, small towns being left behind. Yeah. Know, we weren't listening to our key base. Yeah. Will, will she do enough? Uh, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't think she is a runner, no. but uh, <clears throat> she's probably one of the most competent people. Yeah. But that, I would guess, rule her out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's quite clear that those who now control the party, and in Liverpool they control all five constituencies, actually believe that they won the argument that the manifesto needs to be enacted. How they're going to enact it yeah. in opposition uh, is beyond me. Uh, that uh, Corbyn will be like Bonnie Prince Charlie over the sea yeah. and they'll want to appoint someone as like Jeremy Corbyn as possible. Which, which would be the Rebecca Long Bailey. Yeah. And uh, that candidate. will mean that 20% of the Labour Party will leave or just yeah. become totally now, disengaged. Now, do we think... So we had a discussion of, uh, in the last podcast where I was saying, how do Lib Dems overcome a completely unelectable Labour leader because it, it squeezes the Tories we want to vote for us or the, the, mm. the moderate Tories want to vote for us? If we have a Rebecca Long-Bailey, is that <clears> a good thing for the Lib Dems? Because either... We, either the next election is a complete disaster for Labour and for us and Tories get another five years, or the Labour Party completely disintegrates and at which point Lib Dems hopefully then take on that mantle. Swoop up some, but, yes, or sweep up some. But yeah. that, they, 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 are two, they are two absolute polar forks in the road, if you know what I, mean. I don't know. Except that there's three forks now, okay. isn't there? Because the third fork is that there is no way that there's going to be a Labour government after the next general no, election. I, I, I'm, I, I mean, <laughs> and I think everyone knows yeah, that. Yeah, I think the histor <laughs> you look at the historical base of it, you know, yeah. you look at 1983, it took them 14 years to get yeah. back into it. Um, and, but, and then even, if you think of the Tories, in 1997, it took them then to 2015 before they then got another majority. Yeah. And that was, and none of them were as bad as what's happened to the Labour Party now. Absolutely. Um, so I think that will have taken a lot of the fear factor mm. out. So uh, you can take the fear factor out because the Labour Party aren't a threat because they're being okay. sensible, yeah. or you can take the fear factor out because the Labour Party aren't a threat because they ain't going to be elected. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're so, in so the you latter think of those. That would help the Lib Dems, particularly in, in Tory facing seats, the fact that Labour aren't yeah. electable. So you cut, we're not going to have a Labour government. You know that, I know that. So who's going yeah. to hold yeah. the Vote Tories for your hard to the account? Lib Dem but also the ones, uh, and I take it further than that. Yes, that's at the starting point. But I also say, you know as well as we do, the things that have gone wrong, and I'm sure things mm. will go wrong. 
Who's going to hold that government to account yeah. more? Every Liberal Democrat MP will be, this doesn't sound exciting, but staffing the yeah. select committees, raising the questions in the House, challenging the policies. And so make sure there's a good number of us there because yeah. everyone will make your Tory government actually a better one because we'll mm. rein it in. Yeah. It, 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 I like I said, I, no one thinks Labour's going to win the next election. They, well, the cult do. Yeah, but it's just, <laughs> I, and I just don't see. And there's a lot of talk about uh, lending of votes. You know, mm. and Boris Johnson even said it. Said we we were lent these votes. Now the psychology of that isn't isn't that simple. See, mm. you, you'd normally think that okay, yes, well they've lent us the votes, and then they come across people, voters, gamblers stockbrokers, whatever, don't like admitting mistakes. And actually the psychology within human beings is that you tend to double down on a mistake rather than reverse straight away. Mm. So the idea that suddenly all these areas in the North and Midlands that, that the Tories took from Labour are suddenly going to switch back, I mm. think doesn't bear, doesn't bear scrutiny. No, because it, it doesn't recognise why they moved in, in the, the first, first place. place. That's yeah. right. Uh, so, just as we're saying, uh, for Lib Dems, no easy answers. Uh, it's going to be slog, it's going to be hard work, though we think that's enjoyable because yeah, of our yeah. different well, view on policy. Well. Yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, so, thank you to all the people. He's just a fan. I only, <laughs> I only offended convincing solicitors because he's just offended our bloody party. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yes, I, uh, so we see that uh, as a task around a set of principles about a way of life, mm. about what we want to see for our communities and our cities and our counties or our yeah. countries. Labour don't see it that way. And, and what's interesting, we're moving slightly onto the Tories now, and we mentioned again about Tories have to own everything that comes now. Whatever happens with Brexit, they are that, that is on them. Yeah. And whether that flank of their... Uh, of that uh, side, and whether that flank, in particularly in the south, is then vulnerable to the Lib Dems. You can imagine if they suddenly allow uh, fishing, uh, European vessels to be in UK fishing waters, which will probably happen as part of any trade deal. All those areas in the south <laughs> that they promised, yeah. you know, we'll take back control. We'll have, yeah, we will have. Yeah. I'm thinking about Cornwall and places like yeah. that where they made all sorts of these promises. Um, suddenly, will be shown up to be absolutely worthless. Well, they're all undeliverable. Yeah, that's um, right. they didn't make a promise that you could see an easy way out of, except we will leave. I mean, you yeah. can leave. Yeah, uh, you could leave on the 31st of January. Yeah. But what with and how and, and why? What and effect does it have? Yeah. So when you look at every area that they seem to be making promises yeah. in, and there were some clear numbers. For example, if you look at social care, they said two things. We'll put an extra five billion in, mm. but that's only one billion a year. So yeah. that's not a lot of money. No, it sounds a lot. Yeah. Uh, but also they said we now need an all-party review of social care. That's because they know it's, it's going to be an awful topic to, to have to Absolutely. deal with and they want political cover. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but See, I wouldn't give the Tories political cover, although I would. I think it's absolutely our duty, particularly those of us who are elected, yeah. to engage in the debate 
uh, about social care, uh, and in fact a range of issues, particularly uh, on, 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 as, as councillors. Because yeah. we actually have a lot more influence now, let's face it, than our 11 members of parliament and our whatever yeah. it is, 100 uh, lords. Yeah. In our council chambers we can get resolutions through, uh, we can amend the policies of Labour and Tory controlling councils. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be concentrating in that context on what's deliverable, but we also need to choose our ground carefully for yeah. what we oppose. And, and another thing, uh, one of the, I did a little, again, a little article, article says more, I did a little post on one of the closed Facebook groups about, about the revoke policy and how we've, we've talked about whether it was a mistake or not and the, and the influence that had on the election. But one thing I, I will say to Lib Dems out there is that over time, having had that policy, if Brexit goes completely belly up and terrible, a very clear thing said, well, we were the buggers trying to stop yeah. it. We Actually, told you so. Yeah. Well, you never say I we told you so because it makes you. I do. You know, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because you again, it's not about the voters getting it wrong. It's about the voters being lied to. Absolutely. And that, yeah. And so we can say in a very clear way, we want you to stop it. We were the yeah. only party wanting to stop it, along with six million people who signed that petition. Yeah, but we we could have said that anyway because we could have said. Uh, People's vote, but you know how we're going to vote in a subsequent re uh, yeah, referendum. Yeah. But, but that, you know, that's a bit yeah. more nuanced. I think yeah. one of the things when you're talking about uh, elections gone past, to having clear messaging, actually saying, yeah, and look at look at the Iraq War. Mm. Straight after it, the grief Charles Kennedy got for being During a traitor yeah. and all the rest of it, not supporting our soldiers. After the fact, people went. He was right. Yeah, Vince oh, Cable yeah. the same with the with yeah. the crash. Vince Cable saying, "There's a housing bubble. It will pop." Yeah. Again, Doctor Death, he was called. Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing down our economy, Vince? Actually, after the fact, yeah. was proven to be right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're the only party. Well, the Greens, in a slightly different way, are the only ones who can actually say, uh, "We told you so." But, but green, you know, amazing. If the Green candidate I was up against, a really nice lady called Ruth, said she thought our policy was dangerous on revoke. I'd be really interested to know. And I didn't always have. I said, I wonder how many Green members and supporters signed that six million petition and I'll bet there was a lot of them. Absolutely. So but so that's one way but I mean the Tories are just got I mean it's gonna be in, it's gonna be not as interesting in Parliament because they've got such a whopping yeah. majority. Things are gonna proceed through. But there'll be things they can't control. This is it's the EU is not gonna give them a sweetheart deal. They still haven't figured out what to do about Northern Ireland and there's a whole load of mess coming from Scotland. Yeah. What do they do about all those things? Yeah. That is all up in the air. And, and as, as you write, so with a majority like that, they can't blame it on austerity, the Lib Dems, yeah. Jeremy Corbyn buggering around yeah. in Parliament. All that's gone. Yeah. There's only one set of decision makers at a national level. Yeah. It's the Tories. We know there's lots of grief coming, giving them the benefit of the doubt in some areas. There yeah. is more grief coming than good news. Yeah. Who created that? The Tories did, and that's why if I was facing the Tories now, I'd be saying, I reckon I'm going to take this council in yeah, two or three yeah, years' absolutely. time. And that's your building block yeah. uh, to pull up. And that's where you show, uh, basically, that uh, actually our policies do work. Uh, mm. We're reasonable people, we're thoughtful people, and we can deliver. So before we go on to Lib Dems from here, and what we need to do, it, I mentioned Scotland there, and how what happens in Scotland. Because I, I want to just also... I mean, the SNP, I think, get a bit of an easy ride 
from kind of centrists and left of centres yeah. say because they don't actually they've, they've been pretty terrible in Scotland with some of the stuff they've yeah. had powers devolved to but they get kind of an easy ride because we don't hear about it in England and yeah. you know people are like fancy London cafes saying oh aren't the SNP wonderful I wish we had them down here yeah. Actually, they're not that great. You look at education and, standards. Yeah, exactly. Second, but. but one of the things that has come up is they're saying this is an absolute mandate for independence, when actually, if you tot it up, there were more votes for unionist parties than the combined than actually the SNP and Greens. Because mm. the, the Greens in Scotland are different from the Greens in England and Wales. They, have their own, they believe in independence as well. Yeah. Um, but So actually, a popular vote... They lost it again. Yeah. Uh, if I was to look at what the United Kingdom would look like in 10 years' time, I'm more th- uh, thoughtful that it would be the United Kingdom of Great Britain. Mm. Yeah, because Northern Ireland. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think the, you, can just, you can hear it common, the, call, the, the calls for republicanism growing yeah. within Northern Ireland. And let's not forget... Twelve Liberals were elected. Well and, done, yeah. Stephen Farry. Yeah, absolutely. In, the Alliance. Uh, Alliance. I, was, yeah. I thought it would be Naomi Long again, but the Alliance did it incredibly well. Yeah, they did. Uh, there are differences uh, between the Lib Dems and the Alliance Party, but fairly minor ones. I happen to be a member of both. So, mm. uh, well done, Stephen Farry. And it was interesting. We, we talked about... And when we suffered at the hands of coalition, as all junior partners do, look what happened to the DUP. Yeah. To lo- they lose the seats they did, including Nigel Dodds as well. Yeah, did uh, he lose that to us? I got a bit no, confused. No, he, he lost it to Sinn Féin. Right, right. Oh, no. Anyway, he oh, lost. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, lost yeah. it. Because uh, yeah. the SDP came back. Not SDP. SDLP. SDLP, thank you. Yeah. Came back and took seat as well. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that was his. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway, he, they, they had a, an awful night. But that, you know, they propped up the Tories. Yeah, for the most mercenary and unprincipled reasons. reasons. Yeah, that's and right. And then realised they'd been shafted. Yeah, yeah. Right. I feel very sorry for them. No, yeah, yes, eventually some of their policies might just get into the 20th century, let alone the yeah. 21st. So. But let, let's go on to the Lib Dems. What we can do, because a lot of the stuff we've just talked about there is outside of our control. We can capitalise on it, we can use it to benefit ourselves, but actually, if the Labour Party choose a bonkers leader... That's on them. If the Tories go for hard Brexit, that's on them. The question is, what do Lib Dems do right now to help grow? Uh, well, I've got a load of leaflets to deliver. Okay, well, they're in cr- my front room. You can, when are you going? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. uh, right, He's sorry, got, uh, to go, got to go is, shopping. Is that the wife? wife? Is that <laughs> the wife? <laughs> uh, but I'm being serious when I say that. Uh, we were actually out delivering on the 14th of December yeah. our yeah. Christmas cards. Uh, and we're having a, a couple of meetings. Uh, I, I'm afraid I'm a bit uh, dictatorial, so I invented a policy about five past ten on the 20th of December. <laughs> but I do know the party very well yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're having a couple of meetings yeah. to look at two things. What's good for the party and what's good for our city. Now, that discussion would be very different if I was facing Tories. Mm -hmm. It might be the same discussion that you're going to have, because as Liberal Democrats, we do have to consider uh, the serious problems of our areas. Uh, We represent some of the poorest parts of the country, although I represent a a wealthy ward in Liverpool. I'm conscious of the huge Mm. health inequalities here. Uh, And so, uh, on certain levels, 
the Liberal Democrats in Liverpool, and I think we should do this nationally, is commit to being bloody good councillors, yeah. not only as a ward level, yeah. but actually saying, they can't come up with agendas. Yeah. We can. Yeah. What is the way that we would take Liverpool, Preston, wherever it is, forward? Yeah. This is what we want to do. This is what we'll put to the people at every local election. But in the meantime, we will work with anyone who's prepared to work with us to try and do something to ameliorate the difficulties that the Tories are going to create. And it's not just a... a you're absolutely right, but it's not just at the, the policy level or it's at the ground level where we will win. And that's yeah. it. So you were just saying about your leaflets. I've already been out three times, maybe even four times since the election and done my ward walks. Gone out, yeah. got casework, getting stuff fixed. That, I mean, if people need a bit of time, we've talked about people needing a bit of time, just needing to switch off, that's fine. Yeah. But actually, you have to pick yourself up off the floor. You have to dust yourself down because... If we want to change stuff, we can't wait for the people to do it. We have to be the instigators yeah. of that change. And the interesting thing about going out within a few days of an election is, bloody hell, don't you have any rest? Yeah, that's right. You know, the, the comments you get yeah. coming back. Uh, not for, I didn't vote for you, but bloody hell, Richard. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> listeners and viewers can go back and see our ones we've done on campaigning and canvassing and things like that. Don't You don't have to win even an entire ward set yourself small victories that's the key what what is the plan okay let's take this street let's take this polling district let's take this ward let's take this city let's take the mp you can do things in stages yeah. if you suddenly if i suddenly think right i've got to somehow get forty-five thousand um people in the whole of press and i want to try and get to as many of them as possible i'm not going to do that yeah you, gonna, you probably won't start you think, yeah oh, yeah exactly and you say oh, i'll just stay in bed instead but yeah. if i can say actually the Tories have one more ward yeah. in urban Preston. Let's take that out. Yeah. Well, we have set uh, targets. Uh, we might slightly uh, change that. Our, our situation is slightly different, of course, yeah. in Liverpool for next year, is that we have a city mayoral contest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that is on a semi-proportional system. Mm. Uh, but we will be trying to win the mayoral seat by winning a number of council yeah. and seats. And, and, and use, if you have a bigger election or a by-election, um, what we did in the general election, we I knew I wasn't going to win against the safest Tory seat in Lancashire. I knew I wasn't going to win, but I used our efforts to put it towards the seats that we were then going to hopefully win or are definitely defending against next year. Yeah. And that, so again, it's all about being smart. You know, I could go out into some rural part of Wyre, which is part of the Wyre and Preston North Sea I represented, where we haven't got a council, they haven't got elections for a year and a half or four years till the next district election, mm. and basically almost waste my time. Mm. Or I could go down, I could stay where I know we're going to target, and let's take out some Tories. Yeah, so, and, and so you might say, well, we spent a fair amount of money in Liverpool on getting some not very good uh, results. So we held our deposit in three instead yeah. of one yeah. last time. So we modest improvement uh, everywhere. But we won't get the leaflets out for the general election. Mm. We've getting the leaflets out for next May, unfortunately. We got the Royal Mail to deliver yeah, that's them right. for and, his and, 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 and using the Royal Mail 
as a way. So obviously you might think, well, what's the point in doing the Royal Mail then? But but that's an option. So if you're getting twenty, thirty thousand pounds worth of free postage, it's worth spending a couple of grand on a leaflet because oh. you'll never get that chance. You'll you only get that yeah. chance once in a blue moon. Yeah. So our key wards basically got delivered three times. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they all had a hand-delivered focus yeah, yeah. from us. As I say, you might say, well, you've got bugger all votes for spending all that money. I'll tell you, next May... It will come, it'll bear fruit. It'll that's bear right. fruit, That's yeah. right, and, and, we, and so we did exactly the same. So we had the, the, the free post that we used, but then also had... I got some additional leaflets printed for our target areas and some extra ones as well, because... If I had a volunteer come in an area, Poulton, it yeah. was, who we, where we have no strength yeah. but she wanted to deliver, she yeah. was brand new, delivered just in her packs, and I went, absolutely. I'll find so, you 500 so, so I, I, yeah. I had something to give her, so yeah. she felt part of the campaign. And yeah. that's really important. We've talked, again, in previous podcasts about how to make members and new people welcome. Giving them something to do mm. is key, so they feel part of this team that's working towards yeah. a common goal. So we've already invited every member to a meeting to discuss the general election. Yeah. Uh, we've already told them the date of our uh, venue uh, and time of our thank you party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've already had two communications from us. Yeah. We're now going to leave them alone till the new year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'd be interested to see how many people come to our discussions, particularly as it's before Christmas, so there won't yeah. be a huge number. But a lot of people have emailed me saying, I can't come, but could you think about? Yeah. So it's that involvement. Yeah. And, and very important, we'll, we'll stress this again and again, the sooner you start things campaigning-wise, the better. Yeah. You know, that, and that, that bears through whether it's a general election, a local election, whatever. If, you, if you're waiting until April before you start canvassing, mm. you are probably going to fail. Yeah. And in fact, we've already discussed, uh, as you know, Erica is uh, the chair of our party here. Mm. Uh, So we are going to focus very, very heavily on public campaigning up till May. Yeah. And get as many people elected as possible and yeah. as many votes. Then we don't have an election for two years oh, right. here. Uh, there won't be a general election. No. Uh, and there have been a hell of a lot of people yeah. defected well, there was. That means, that means then... <laughs> so, sorry, I apologise that, that as well. So you're, you're around to help me with my county election then oh, in 2021. Well. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we might be persuaded. Yeah. Um, uh, but so what we've done is to say there's a year in which we don't have to be intensive yeah. public campaigners. We know that we don't have enough uh, women prepared to be Mm. candidates. We know that our ethnic diversity in Liverpool is poor. So we're going to have a year in which we will carry on campaigning because that's what we do but we're going to have time to look at the engine as it were. It's a a weird mix up because I have elections every year so I have have my city elections in thirds and then the, 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 the off year, I have my county. This is um, only the 3rd May, or next year, uh, the year after will be, yeah. since I arrived in Liverpool in 1974 when there hasn't been an election of one sort or another. But there's, there's good and bad things to both. So in one way, you can think, well, you can have a break, start doing your kind of the behind the scenes, getting candidates. Yeah, we're not like having that. a break, no, we're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. different I, things. I, I, no, but a break from your frontline. Yes, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. But from, from the other side of it, from our point of view, is we've always got the next election to try yes. and make progress. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it can feel, and it does feel at times like, oh my grief, you know, a couple of months and suddenly we're back in the election cycle again. Yeah. Um, but, 
you've just got to keep going. That's yeah. the, and, and, and as we've discussed again, it, it, it's not difficult to do. I mean, the weather outside is claggy today, mm. but when I was delivering the other day, uh, it was beautiful weather. Yeah. People were nattering. Yeah. Hey, Richard, I'm sorry you lost. Some persons, some people thought I'd lost my seat as an MP, which yeah. shows how little a lot of people do yeah. understand uh, well, the system. What, what's, what could be more pleasant? Going out, chatting to nice people, getting a bit of exercise, and it was nice and yeah. sunny. Yeah, I like that. And, and just do little improvements. I, and again, I put this on online to some of our campaigner groups that um, now that I walk the dog, Instead of just going all the time to my local park, which is a lovely local park, actually, I'll walk him round some of our target areas, see if I can spot little things. So spending an hour yeah. going round, target and defence yeah. wards, saying, yeah. actually, there's a pothole there, actually, that street light's yeah. out, actually, that, or whatever, and just grounding yourself in the areas. And that's, that takes no effort whatsoever no. to do that extra 1%. Yeah, because you're going out for the walk anyway. anyway but it, yeah. it's about putting together these little 1%, that will then make up to a yeah. huge difference later. One of the things I like doing, but I know it also pays off, uh, is actually going for a stroll on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Erica and I, uh, we don't see our kids on Christmas Day. We see them mm. over Christmas, so it's just us. So she wants me out of the house <laughs> uh, before we go and have yeah. lunch on, our, on her allotment. Uh, and we... Um, uh, I, well, I go for a, for a walk, talk to the kids on their bikes, see the mm. mums and dads out, trying to make sure that there aren't too many bruises when yeah, people yeah, fall yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very civilised way to do it. And I need to go out for a walk, otherwise I just yeah, yeah, on the yeah, couch. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. why don't I do it do with, a, with a purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So on that, we will end this episode, which is all about what happens next, we think, or <laughs> as much as anyone can kind of predict these things in the future. But what we are saying then is, Lib Dirt, like I say, we talked about in the first episode, there are, there are silver linings and hope and good things that have come from this election. Even though it can feel, oh, we've gone down to 11. Actually, if we work and work hard and work consistently, Lib Dems could do great things going forward. And in, fact, um, and in fact, anyone, whether you're elected or not, can do great things. I was saying this to a, uh, a school uh, hustings we were at, and I, I said, M the best thing I ever did for a resident actually happened before I was even elected. Hmm. All of us can play our part. You don't have to be council leaders or group no. leaders or opposition leaders or anything like that. Yeah. Go out there, do your bit, and if you need any help with anything, contact the ALDC. If you need to contact me and Richard, we're always free for advice. Just Indeed. do that. Yeah. Um, but no, but thank you so, so much for, for watching and listening to this episode. Um, we will be back with our next one, which is going to be a little, probably a, probably a little bit shorter, which will be about the leadership going forward and what we're doing is bringing out the reindeer again because it's still before Christmas. Um, but he's going <laughs> to... <laughs> and on that, you know, I don't know if we can afford to pay for the royalties on the, on the music. I have no idea. But thank you so, so much for listening. Do rate us, do subscribe, do follow Richard on Twitter, do follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, I haven't seen what new figures we've got. I don't know if Portsmouth, Ohio was really connected to the general election thing. I, you know, They are I, on my blog. Uh, are they? Since the election, about half my blog followers or people have been Americans. Ah, there we go. But thank Portsmouth you so, so Ohio. much. And the next episode, we'll be talking about leadership. Where we go from here from the Lib Dems, what kind of leader we want. Do we want a new leader straight away? All these things we'll talk about next. See you again.